Today's daf is Ksubis daf Chav Gimel. We are holding on the bottom of daf Chav Beis Amid Beis. We are at Tanra Banan, three lines from the bottom of the page. Today's shir is sponsored by Avi and Ruchi Langer, Lezecher Nishmas, Avi's grandfather, my first grade Rebbe, Rav Nechemia Chaim Ben Rav Moshe Yonah, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, Rabbi Ridderman, who's a phenomenal, phenomenal Rebbe. So uh, certainly you owe a lot to Rabbi Ridderman and this learning that we do today should be Li'ili Nishmas. So we thank the Langers very much for the sponsorship. So again, we are holding on the bottom of Davchav uh, Beis and Beis. Today we're first going to discuss what if you have two sets of Edim that are machish each other, whether a woman was ever mekabelis kiddushin, or they're machish each other, whether a woman was ever mekabelis a get, whether she ever received a get. And then uh, we're going to discuss whether the halacha that if Edim come after she gets married, that lo say that if Edim first show up after she's already gotten remarried, that she's not going to have to get divorced, whether that halacha goes on the case of the woman who said Eishas Isha Yisi Garashti, or it goes on the case of a woman who says, Nishvesi Utahora'ani. Which of those two cases? And the Gemara on the bottom of Amaral is, is going to talk about Edim of uh, Shavuya that only come after we were already matured to, to get remarried, and whether it makes a difference, uh, whether those Edim said that she was a Shavuya, or whether those Edim said that she was Tamea, that she was actually, uh, she was violated in her captivity. And then on Amid Bey is the Mishnah, and the ensuing Gemara is going to talk about the Na'amanus of the Shavuyas themselves, to testify about them themselves being Torah and their their chavera being Torah if they were in, held in captivity with someone else. So which points we do believe them when we don't believe them? We're going to have four cases and two different explanations of how to uh, explain the four cases. And uh, probably we won't get to the mission on the bottom of Amidbeis. So let's start with Tanur Abana. Tanur Abana. Shnayimom niskatsu. Shnayimom lo niskatsu. We have two sets of Edim. Uh, one one set says that she that a, a woman who was previously thought to be single had received kiddushin, and the other one said no, she was never niskatsa. Harezu lo tinase. Halacha is that she cannot get married. Meaning we assume that maybe she was she she has had kiddushin and she's an eshesish. But says if she gets married lo teitze. We're not going to force her to get divorced from her husband. If you have conflicting Edom about a woman who was previously thought to be married, whether she was Megureshes or not Megureshes, she's not allowed to get married again because we have to be concerned that maybe she was not Nisgarsha. But if she does get remarried, then she's even going to have to get divorced from her new husband because we are concerned that Nisgarsha asks why do we treat it differently in the Imnises cases when she gets by the Kiddushin case and by the Gerishin case? Why is it that a woman who had conflicting edus, whether she was ever Mekudashas, if she gets remarried, then Lo and a woman who had conflicting edus, whether she was ever Miskarashas, if she gets remarried, then Teitze? So Tosa says it's a silly question. It seems like there's a very obvious difference. When you're dealing with a woman who had conflicting edus, whether she was ever Mechabel's Kiddushin, her chazaka was that she was Bechazka's Pnuya. You're dealing with a woman that uh, had conflicting edus, whether she was ever Mechabel's Gerishin, her chazaka was that she was Bechazka's Eishas Ish. Shouldn't that make all the difference? A woman who's Bechazka's Eishas Ish, if she, get, she gets married to somebody else, uh, Teitze, she should get uh, divorced from that person. A woman who's not Bechazka's Eishas Ish gets married to someone else, Lo Teitze. So Tosas has two answers. Number one, Tosas says on the top, the Yishlomar, 
That since a tray of tray is Rabbanan and Midrabanan, we institute to ignore the Chazaka and to just follow the tray of tray as a legitimate Safek. So we're really asking only on the Reisha. We're really asking why, in the case of the conflicting Eidos about the Kiddushin, do you say, Lo she doesn't have to get divorced? We should say, Teitse, at least meet Rabbanan. The Seifa doesn't bother us. And it's not really the difference between the Reisha and the Seifa that bothers us. It's the Halacha of the Reisha that bothers us. The Yesh Mefarshim, Kivin de Lomaflik Ben Boedim Achaloni says, the Boedim Mishani says, since the Gemara doesn't distinguish between a case of the Edom coming before she gets remarried or the Edom coming after she gets married, Shemamina de Lav Rabbi Menachem Rabiosihi. So we see clearly this is not following the Sheet of Rabbi Menachem Rabiosi who makes such a distinction. El Rabbanan, Imkain Seifanami Amaitetse, Hashamina Ludami Lotetse. The Rabbanan's Sheet is Lotetse, that once a woman is remarried, she's not going to have to get divorced. So the cash is really on the Seifa. Why does the Seifa say Tate say that she's going to have to get divorced if anyway we're following the sheet of the Rabbanan and the Rabbanan are always going to hold low Tate say. The problem with this approach is that it's only a kasha on the Seifa. It's not a kasha on the Reisha. The language Maishna Reisha Umaishna Seifa implies that there's some problem between the relationship between the Reisha and the Seifa, between the comparison between the Reisha and the Seifa. Tosa's first approach suggests that there's only, that the Gemara's entire problem was with the Reisha. Tosa's second approach suggests that the entire problem was with the Seifa. So the Ritva deals with uh, the Ritva gives a, a third approach and the Ritva suggests that the Kasha is uh, uh, on the Reisha and the Seifa and the Kasha is Maishna, Reisha, Maishna, Seifa. L'chorah, there should be no chilik between the Reisha and the Seifa other than that um, in a, that one is both and Shal Kiddushin, one is both and Shal Gerushin. So why is it that one is Tetzay, one is Lo Tetzay? I, says the Ritva, you're going to say, Cheska Penuya and the Reisha, Cheskas Eishas in the Seifa. So he says, but still, you could still, even then, you could still ask on the Reisha that the Allah of the Reisha doesn't make sense, like Tosa says in his first interpretation. Meaning, what he's saying is, what the Ritva says is essentially like Tosa's first interpretation, but he adds a step. The, step, the additional step is that before we, uh, we distinguish between Yes Chazaka and No Chazaka, the Gemara just says it doesn't make sense that they should have two separate Allahos. And if you're going to explain it away that they should have separate Allahos, based on Chazaka, so you can't do that because of what Tosa says at the beginning, because it's still a tray tray midr Still not so satisfying because Be'ikr, it all boils down to the fact that it's a that, 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 that tray midr and the whole problem is really with the Reisha. The Rashba suggests Maisha Reisha, Maisha Seifa works within the sheet of the tray tray Suffolk Dar Raisa, and that we're not Mamed ala Chazaka. So you can't say B'Pshitos that the, by Kiddushin we follow Cheskas Penuya, and that's why Lo Teitzei and by Gerish and Teitzei because she's Cheskas Eishasish, because that Chazaka, the idea of following that Chazaka is, uh, is, is, is only according to the Shita that Chazaka matters so much, but we're assuming like the Shita that we're not Mamad al-Chazaka and therefore we have to explain something else, some other difference between Teitzei and Lo Teitzei. So the Rashba accounts more for the, the Lashna, Maishra, Resha, Maishra, Seifa. But whatever the case may be, the Gemara does not answer that the difference between them is that the Resha She's becheskas pnei the sefer she's becheskas eishas ish. What does the Gemara answer? Two possibilities. Number one, Amar Abaye Tirgum of Eid Echad. Maybe the whole brayso should be understood as uh, not two Eidim but an Eid Echad. As follows: Eid Echad Omer Niskacha ve'Eid Echad Omer Lo Niskacha Tarvayu Bepnei Komesadi. If you have one Eid that says 
that says she was Mechabel's Kiddushin, another aide that says she was not Mechabel's Kiddushin, they're both testifying about a girl who was Bechaskas Puriya. She's a single girl. And the fact that one aide wants to say that she, she received Kiddushin, he's only one aide. And we don't listen to one aide when we otherwise know that she's a Pnuya. Over here it's just a Melitza Bemakam Shnaim. It's not about the Bemakam Shnaim, it's about the Chazaka. Forget about the second aide that says that she was not Neskacha. We, we, we just wouldn't listen to the first aide at all. It's a Dava Shabarva. You need, you need to aid him. If you look at Tosvos, Tarvayu B'Pnuya Kamasadi, Lovet Sarech Laha, Da'afilu Leka Elahu Da'am Neskacha, Lotetse, Da'in Dava Shabarva Pachs Mishnaim. Tos points out that clearly, even if you only had the first aide saying that she was Neskacha, it would be Lotetse, because they never should ever pachs Mishnaim, you need to aid them, one aide is worthless. Avotema, Amaylo Tinasei Lechatchila, Da'avlam Lukma Chazaka, he says, the part that's difficult is, if there was only one aide that said she was Mechabel's Kiddushin, why don't we let her get married Lechatchila? Ain't never should ever pachs Mishnaim, you can't believe that she was Mechabel's Kiddushin. V'yishlomar kagon shonu yodim shezarek la Kiddushin, umesafka lani karavla, o karavla. We know that there was some event of a Maisa Kiddushin that happened, but it's a suffix whether it was Chal. Then we know of an, of an event where the, a man threw her a Shtar Kiddushin, and we just don't know if it landed Karov La, where it would not be a valid Kiddushin, or Karov La, where it would be a valid Kiddushin. Vahani Beisadi, Chadomar Karov Lo, Vahadomar Karov La, and they're arguing about how exactly it played out. We're not going to be matir lechadchila based on the cheskas penuya when we know of an event that could have very easily made her mekudeshes, and when there's no doubt that such an event occurred. Or you know that they rented a wedding hall and that everything was all set for a wedding. You just don't know if the wedding ever actually happened. So when there's there's such a major reyesa on the chazaka, that's where the Eid Echad is going to be enough to tell us that she was Niskadsha, at least L'Chadchila, that she shouldn't get married. But back in the Gemara, Seifa, the case of the Seifa, Eid Echad Omer Niskadsha, Eid Echad Omer Lo Niskadsha, one Eid said that she received the Gerishin, the other one said she did not receive a get. Tzarvayu Beishasish Kamasadi, they're both testifying about a woman who's Bechaskaseishasish. Vaidik Omer Niskadsha, Havlechad, Veindvarv Shalechad, Bimakam Shnaim, and the one that says that she got divorced is an Eid Echad, and we don't listen to an Eid Echad, Bimakam Shnaim. We don't listen to an Echad against uh, Chazaka that she was uh, that she's an Eishas Ish and another aide that she's an Eishas Ish. So that is all Abaye's way of understanding the Brisa. Rav Ashi Amar Li Olam Trey Trey. Rav Ashi says, No, really, we can say that there are two Aidim uh, that are con- that are conflicting each other. The Epuch, but switch around the Halachos. Shnayim Omrim Reinua Sheniskacha Ushnayim Omrim Lo Reinua Sheniskacha Harezu Lo Tinasevi Mnises Teitze. If two people say, we saw a Maisa Kiddushin, and two other people say, we didn't see a Maisa Kiddushin, then we don't, we never saw her get married, then the halacha is that she's not supposed to get married, and if she does get married, since there are two people that saw a Maisa Kiddushin, that's where Teitze, we're switching around, we're switching around the, uh, the, the formulation of the, of the Brisa. She's actually going to have to get divorced. So it says, well, of course she's going to have to get divorced. The whole world can't be at her wedding. Two people could see that she had a Maisa Kiddushin, 
that's all you need to prove a kedushin pshita. Lori inua in a raya to say that we didn't see a ma'isa kedushin is very obviously not a raya that she's not miskadeshes. So it says Gemara lot tricha de dairi bechatzerechad. Now the case is these are people that should have been invited to the wedding. These aren't just random people that are saying, well, we we weren't invited to the wedding. No one got married if we weren't there. No, they they these are people that lived in the same chatzar. So malu detema im isa dinaskatsha kala islamilsa. One might have thought that if she was she would have been niskadeshes, then everyone would have uh, would have known about it, and all the people, all the bnei achatzer, would have showed up. That's why it tells us that sometimes people get married privately, sometimes people don't want to make a big wedding, and they don't want to make a big deal out of it, so there'll be, there'll be Mekadesh Betzina. Seifa, but in the case of the Seifa, two people said we saw the get, and two others said we didn't see the get. She's not allowed to get remarried. And if she does get remarried, since we have two people that saw a get, she's not, she doesn't have to get divorced. My Kamashman, what's the Chiddush over there? Afukav the Dairi Bechatzerechad? What is the Chiddush that the two people that didn't see her get divorced lived in the same Chatzer and we might have thought that they should have known about it because it has a call? Well, then it's the same exact thing as the Reisha. We wouldn't formulate another case to teach me the same exact Chiddush. So, Mal de Teh Mekabe Kiddushin with Avidi Enchit Mekachi Betzina, Avogabe Gerishin, Misa de Igrusha, Kala Isolamilsa. Now, the Havamina is, one might have thought that by Kiddushin, it's normal to be Makadish Betzina. But by Gerishin, everyone wants to publicize when there's a Gerishin. It's not a normal thing to do Betzina. And therefore, the fact that there were people that didn't hear about the Gerishin is a major reyusa on the Eidos that there was a Gerishin. Betzina. So that's what it comes and tells me that no, people do both Betzina. Some people like to lead their private lives privately. And they like to be Makadish Betzina. They like to be Megarish Betzina. So they don't get involved in having any public show at all, and therefore you're allowed to rely on the Edim uh, that said <laughs> that said that she was Mekabelis the Gedushin, or the Edim that said that she was Mekabelis the Gerishin. The idea of Lori Inua in a Raya, that not seeing something is not a Raya, the Ramah writes in, uh, in Choshem Mishpat Simon Lamed Zayin, in the name of the Marik, that uh, by a Minag, we say Lori Inua is a Raya. Meaning, if you never, if you, if, uh, if you never saw anyone knowing a certain way, anyone knowing to do something, so by saying Lori Inua, that taka is a Raya when it comes to Minag. The Beis Yosef in Yerodea, in the first simon in Yerodea, discusses whether Lori Inua is a Raya in the following context. Uh, the simon Aleph of Yerodea is about Hilcha Shechita. The first few simon in Yerodea are about Hilcha Shechita. So the Beis Yosef first deals with the very first issue in Shulchan Aruch is who is allowed to do a shechita and who is not allowed to do a shechita? Is a woman allowed to do a shechita? So Beis Yosef says, well, never saw it, never saw a woman shochet, so maybe that's a raya that a woman is puzzled to do a shechita. So Beis Yosef writes that by the minig of shechitas nashim, ani omer, shem haya omer shayu rotzos lishchot v'lo hinichum haya efshal omer shi raya. Ach raias lo reinu ain a raya. He says, the Beis Yosef says that if there if we know of people, of women that wanted to be shochtim and were uh, rejected from shochet school on account of their gender, so that would be a raya that there's a minog not to allow women to be a shochet. But short of that, if we don't have any such knowledge of anyone ever wanting to do it before, just the fact that a woman hadn't done it before is not a raya. And that's why the Shulchan Aruch Paskins in Simen Aleph in Yerodea, that women are allowed a shech. And the Ramah, Lishitaso, says no, women are not allowed a shecht by a minag, lo inu, 
is a raya. The Shach explains that Ramah says that Lori Inu is a raya, and therefore it's a raya that women are not allowed to shecht. Rabbi Ganak used to explain that the, uh, he thought that the, the minog comes from of uh, women not shechting is that it used to be in uh, the towns in Europe. The Tamil Chacham was the, the rub of the town, was usually a Tamil Chacham, a very great Tamil Chacham. And then uh, the other person who knew how to learn was the Shochet, because he had to obviously be trained in learning a little bit to, to, know, how to, to know how to shecht. But other than that, most people, you know, they started working when they were 12, you know, they, they didn't have much time to, uh, to learn, and there wasn't uh, there weren't that many, to, so when the rabbi wasn't around, the, the, all the shaylas would go to the shochet, so shochet became like an assistant rabbi position, so maybe that's why they developed the minute that women shouldn't be shochet, because that was like having women rabbis it was, uh, it was ki'ilu having a woman assistant rabbi, which was obviously not something that, uh, that would have been acceptable uh, so, uh, so, so the, uh, but, that, but that's the machlokas machabra ma, whether technically a woman is allowed to be a shochet, or it's a violation of, uh, of, of some sort of minute. Now clearly if it's something that's not matzui at all, something that doesn't come up, then it's not shaykh to say I never saw it and therefore it's not a minute. What Moshe discusses someone wanted to get married on it was a matzai Shabbos of, uh, uh, where Sunday was Shiva Asr Batamas. So they wanted to get married that night that matzai Shabbos where Sunday was Shiva Asr Batamas. Does the three weeks start already on the uh, night before the Shiva Asr Batamas or not? So he says maybe you'll say well minhag the minhag is that we don't do it. He says you can't say a minute. How often does it come up that uh, the Mosai Shabbos is the, the night before Shivas or Batamas? So it's not a common enough thing for a minute. It's a difficult truth to understand because what does it have to do with Mosai Shabbos? Meaning it comes up every year that uh, there is a night before Shivas or Batamas. What does Mosai Shabbos have anything to do with anything? But that's where Moshe, at least he uses that svara, that you can't, it's not shaykh to say minag or we never saw such a thing. The minag is not to do it on something that doesn't come up all that often. So it's not matzah. So the primagadim writes that we don't say uh, we don't we don't say, we don't say that lori inu is a raya and a minag when it's uh, something that doesn't that doesn't really come up that often. Now also the maskal of the gemara over here is, or the the, the havamina was that by kiddushin it's something that people would normally do privately, but gerushin people want to do more publicly. Kamash that there are some people that do both privately. So in the gemara it sounds like gerushin is more of a issue that someone would want to do before hesia than kiddushin. That's why there's a hava Mina that lo garsha is as if you're saying lo garsha and then he says lo teitze. So the uh, the the Rowim suggests uh, the asks uh, according to the rush that birchas erison requires asara that you need a minion for birchas erison. Then Adaraba, it's much more mistaver that kiddushin is a public thing. Kiddushin birchas erison requires a minion. Birch's Nisun, we learned earlier, the Masechta requires a minion from Boaz. But even Birch's Erisin, Kiddushin, the Rosh holds requires a minion. So Birch's Erisin requires a minion. Get only needs two Edim. So it's, uh, it's, it's difficult to understand why Get would be assumed to be something that's more of a Farhasya than, uh, than Kiddushin is. Okay, Vaitu in the Gemara. So the Mishnah had said at the end of the Mishnah that if she has already gotten remarried and then Edim come, Lo Teitze. The problem is that there were two. Two, two cases in the Mishnah, and we're not sure what this halacha at the very end is going on. Case number one was a woman said, I was an Ashish Ish, but I'm a Grusha. So he said, So if she gets remarried, and so if it's going on that case, we're saying, then if she gets remarried and Adam come and say that she was an Ashish Ish, so she doesn't have to get divorced. But then the second case was a woman says, Nishbesi utahorani. I was, I was held captive, but nothing happened to me in my captivity. So again, a Pesha Asra, a Pesha 
let her marry a Kohen. Maybe it's going on that case, where if after she gets married to a Kohen, Adam come and say that she was held captive, that she's low she, she does not have to divorce the Kohen. Raboshia Masna Resha, Rabbar Ovin Masna Sefa. Raboshia learns this halacha in connection to the Resha, that when she when we had the Pesha Asar, that she was Nashish in the first place, and she claims she got divorced. So if she if after she gets remarried, the Adim come, she's not going to have to get divorced. And uh, Rabbi Baravin learns it on the Seifa. No, it's talking about the captivity case. She already got married to a Kohen, and then Adim come and tell us that she was held in captivity. She's not going to have to get divorced. If you say this about the Reisha, that she's not going to have to get divorced, then certainly in the case of the Seifa by the Kohen, why? the Because we're certainly going to be more mekil by the Shvuya. Meaning, if the woman is an Eishas Ish, and we know that she's an Eishas Ish, then clearly she's not allowed to be married to somebody else. But even if the woman was a Shvuya, it's not so obvious that there's a problem with the Kohen, because maybe Shvuya is only a reasonable suffix that she was Nitmes. But we don't know for sure that she was Nitmes, so there's more reason to be Mekil in the case of the Shvuya. So certainly Kolshke Nasefa. Tulsus raises the question, what do you mean Kolshke Nasefa? Maybe Tafka has to be said about the Seifa to tell us that even if Adam come and then she gets remarried, Lotetse, meaning maybe we're so Mekil in the, in the Seifa, that, uh, that that we would have thought without with, with that, that that meaning Kolshke Nasefa suggesting that if the Adam come afterwards she's Lotetse. But maybe we're so mekel by Yeshvuya that even if the Adam come before and she defies the Chachamim's advice and she gets remarried, she would still be Lotetse. Maybe that's the Chiddush of the Seifa. What do you mean Kolshke Nasefa? So Tulsa says that 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 will become clearer as we go further in the Gemara why that's not an issue. So uh, so if you say it on the Rasha then Kolshke Nasefa because Bishvuya Hikilu. But if you learn this in connection with the Seifa, then you would not say it in connection with the Reisha of the Eish case, which is obviously more severe. Maybe what they're arguing about is Rav Hamnuna's din. Rav Hamnuna's din was Rav Hamnuna's one that said that a woman who tells her husband, Girashtani, you divorce me, is believed because we assume the woman will not be made as part of Bifnei Baila. So if, a woman, if, if, if you learn this halacha about the Reisha, you hold the Rav that a woman would never be Meiz Panav, and therefore we're going to uh, we're going to believe her that she's divorced. And the one that says it only in connection to the Seifa would reject Rav Hamnuna and would say that no, a woman sometimes is Meiz Panav Bifnei Baila, and will say that she's divorced even if she's not. So says Marlo, the Kuli Alma Everyone holds of Rav Hamnuna. One opinion says. When does Rav Hamnuna say his din that a woman would never be made as part of Bifnei Baila? That's only right in front of him. But Shalom B'fanav she would. Umar Shav Shalom And the other opinion says that even Shalom B'fanav she wouldn't be made as part of. So the Mishnah had said that if after she gets remarried, Adam come and tell us either, depending which she told, like either that she was once married before or that she was held in captivity, then she's not going to have to get divorced from her new husband. It doesn't have to be that she's already literally gotten remarried. Even if she just got a heter from Basin to get remarried and she hasn't actually gotten remarried, that would 
would be good enough as well. But it says that she doesn't have to get divorced from the second husband. That makes it sound like not just that she got a heter to get remarried, but that she actually got, got remarried. No, lotete means that she doesn't leave her original heter to get remarried. But it doesn't mean that she, she, that she doesn't have to get divorced. It's, we're not even talking about a woman who's already remarried. We're talking about a woman who's not yet remarried. Now, um, okay, what if a woman says, I was held in captivity and I'm Torah, and I even have Edim that I was Torah. There were people there with me that could, that could verify. We don't say, okay, let's wait. Let's see what the Edim say. Let's, let's, let's wait till they come. Right away, we're Matir. She has Peshas or Peshit. Right away, we're going to be Matir. But if they were Matir to get married, and then the Edim come, and these Edim that are supposed to be her whole Raya that she's Tahora, they say, We have no idea whether she's Tahora or not. She's allowed to stay remarried. But if Edim come, Edim come and say, She was violated in captivity. Even if she's remarried and has a whole new family, she's going to have to get divorced. Meaning if the new the Edom come and say she's a Shvuya, she's not going to have to get divorced. She already admitted that she was a Shvuya, but she had the Pesha Asr at the time. But if Edom come and say that she was Nitmes, so she's not let us stay married to a Kohen, one time there were some captives that were brought to Narada. Avod Shmuel immediately set up watchmen to guard and make sure that nothing happened to them while they were being held captive. So Shmuel said to Avod Shmuel, what, what, What's the point? They've been held in captivity for a while already. They've probably been violated already. So what, why would you set up watchmen now? If it was your daughter, would you uh, say, oh, why, why would you guard them now? Yeah, so what? They were they, That something happened to them in the past. Is that a good reason that we would want something to happen to them in the future? So we set up, we set up, uh, we, we set up guards. But because he spoke in such a way that if it were your daughters that were held in captivity, would you say the same thing? So sometimes the tzaddik says something, and it happens whether he meant it in a vicious way or not. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the binti demar shmuel were actually taken captive. So shmuel's daughters were taken captive. So Yisrael, the captors brought the daughters of shmuel to Yisrael. The, uh, the daughters said to the captives that we know you want to get a lot of money for us but we're going to be worth a lot more if you trust us listen to what we need you to do stand outside of the basin while we go into the basin and we're going to talk to the basin first before you go into basin demanding money for us and saying how we're, uh, we're captives so the girls went into the Rabbi Hanina's base medrash both girls said I was held captive and I'm Tahora and we only knew that they were held captive because they're saying it the captors are still outside so we never met the captors yet they were mati both of them based on Pesha Asar and then afterwards the captors actually came into the base medrash Rabbi Hanina says these girls must be the daughters of Talmud Chacham they knew exactly what to do they knew how to be Nehemiah they, 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 to come in and, and come in with the Pesha Asar. And sure enough, they were the daughters of Mar Shmuel. So it made sense. 
go marry one of them. I mean, these are your relatives, you should take care of them, we, we believe them that they're Tahoros, so go marry one of them. So he said, well, there could be Edom in Medina Sayyam that, that know something about them, that, that know that they were held captive, and then their whole Pesha Asar goes away. Right now there are no Edom. So what, you're going to say because there might be Edom somewhere else, that's going to be a reason to make them Asar? They're not Asar, go marry them. Time with the low Asuadim. Wait a second. It makes it sound like if Adam would come at this point, after we're ready matter them, they would become Asr. It's just we're saying you don't have to be Choshish that maybe Adam will come. But it sounds like if Adam were to come, they would make them Asr. But didn't Avod say, once we're matter them to get, we're matter her to get remarried. It doesn't matter. Even if she never actually got remarried, that's it. It's already as if, as if uh, the Adam aren't going to make a difference anymore. His concern was not that there are going to be Edim in Medina Siyam that know that she was held in captivity. The concern is that they, because that ain't a chinami. Once they're already matured to get remarried, you don't have to worry about any such Edim. We're worried that there are going to be Edim that are going to come, they're going to know that she was actually Tamea. They're going to know that there was actually a problem with her. Was there a problem with her? Meaning, it's a, they said to Horani. Were they lying when they said to Horani? What was the story of here? The Roshbam in Babasudaf Kufmem Tes says that the Amora Rav Mari Bar Rachel. How do you get a name Rav Mari Bar Rachel? Normally, you always say after the father's name, not after the mother's name. Well, Rachel was one of Shmuel's daughters. So Rav Mari Bar Rachel was the grandson of Shmuel. And he went by the name Rav Mari Bar Rachel. Why? So the Rashbam says, because he was, bo- he was born, he was, uh, he was a, a, a product of his mother becoming impregnated in captivity. Isr Giyura, before he was Niskayar, uh, had, had violated her in captivity and she became pregnant from him and because of that he was uh, and, and through that whole mice he was Megayer but his name is uh, Rav Mari Barachel because at the time of his conception only his mother was Jewish, his father wasn't, uh, wasn't Jewish. Tosos of there says no, that can't be because our Gemara says that the Benos Shmuel came and said to Horos, they said nothing happened to us, so now you're going to tell me that they were lying, that, uh, that really something did happen to them? He, so Tosos says no, he's called Rav Mari Barachel because if your, grandfa- if your maternal grandfather father was Shmuel, you'd go with that also. You would also uh, you want to want to advertise that. It's like the Sefer, I just gave a share on Sunday, the Sefer Dor Revi'i. The Sefer Dor Revi'i was written by uh, someone whose mother's mother's father was the Chassam Sofer. So he called the Sefer Dor Revi'i because he was the eldest great-grandson of the Chassam Sofer. That's a whole Sefer, that he's the Dor Revi'i of the Chassam Sofer. That's something you want to advertise when, you're, uh, when, when, when you have that kind of connection. So that's what Tulsa says. That's why he went by Rav Mari Barachel, because his mother was from a much more Chashva family than his father was. So how do you miyashiv the Rashbam that uh, the girls lied, that the Rachel lied, that she, she was she said, Taurani, Shoshbam says, must be that there were many daughters of Shmuel that were held in captivity. Rachel was one of them, and she was not. She never claimed to be Tahora. And uh, some of the other daughters, uh, maybe, maybe were, uh, were 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 in fact Tahora, and were the ones that our Gemara is is talking about. Now, the the idea of Kishkaga Yotzim Lufnei Ashalit is something that also comes up a few times. We already uh, had an idea of Al Yiftachadam Piv Satan that a person shouldn't open up his mouth to the Satan. We had in Daf Chesam. Tosos 
Tosfos already struggles with when do we say Al Yiftachad and Pivlo Satan? When do we say Kishkaga Yosim of Neshalit Tosfos Moikatan? Doesn't give an answer. The Marsha says Posech Pivlo Satan is someone who's included in the Pranus when when he includes himself as part of the Pranus. Kishkaga Yosim of Neshalit is when the Pranus does not include you. It's only about somebody else's Pranus. But in in any event, the Rashba writes in the Chuba that we see from both of these concepts is that words are extraordinarily powerful. The Chazal understood that words can make things happen. That's why in uh, Yeshiva last week on Rosh Chodesh they had donuts and Rabbi Kamenetsky announced anyone who takes a second donut is in violation of Nisar Gezel and is going to go to Gehenim. So uh, one, of, one of the kids said afterwards that, that they had extra donuts and they were giving them out. He said he said that you can go to Gehenim if you take a second donut, even if you're giving it out. I'm not taking a second donut. That's pretty, uh, pretty Sephardi kid. So, uh, you know, it has a certain sensitivity to that kind of thing. So, uh, so says the Mishnah. If two women are held captive, uh, this one says, I was held captive, but I'm Torah. And the other one says, I was also held captive, and I'm also Torah. They're not believed. Tos says, what do you mean? That's against everything we've been saying. This is Peshas or Peshitir. Omer Tos says, Delogar Sinan Zosomeris Nishvesiu Tahorani. El Zosomeris Tahorani. Not that she's one that says Nishvesi. We already know she's Nishvis. She's just the one that says Tahorani. That's when she's not believed. Dabadiika Edim Shinashvari. We're talking about that there are Edim, that they were held captive. Umiu Yeshla Kaye Magirsa. There is a way to make the Girsa work. It could be that we're talking about a case. Yes, there are Edim that they were held captive. They didn't know that there were Edim. They thought it was a Peshasar. They thought they're the only way that you know that they were held captive. And still we're saying they're not Nehemanos because from Bezdin's perspective, we already knew that they were held captive from the Edim. So they're not going to be Nehemanos. But if they testify about each other, each one says about the other one that she's Tahora, then they're going to be believed. Apparently, by a Shvuya, we're Mekel to even believe in Eil Echad, even in Isha, similar to like an Aguna case. If a woman says, I'm Tamea, but my friend is Tahora, so she's believed. I'm Tahora, my friend is Tamea, not believed. I'm ta- I and my friend are both Tame. You believed about yourself, you not believed about your friend. I and my friend are both Torah. You believed about her, you not believed about yourself. So the bottom line is, the rule seems to be, you believed about yourself for the bad, you believed about your friend for the good, but not vice versa. So let's take each case. If she says, I'm Torah, my friend is Torah, she's not believed. If there are no Edim that she was ever held in captivity, why wouldn't she be believed? It's a classic Pasha Asar. She should be believed. So the first case must be a case where there are Edim that she was held in captivity, and that's why she's not believed about herself to say that she's Tahora. But Ema Metziasa, then the next case goes on to say, that if she says that she and her friend are both Tamea, she's not believed about either, she's not believed about, she is believed about herself, but she's not believed about her friend. But Vidi Ike Edim, if we're talking about a case where there were Edim that she's a Shuya, Amaylo Mehemna, why isn't she believed? 
believed about her friend to say that she was Tamea. El Pshita Deleka Edim. It must be that there are no Edim uh, that said that the friend was held captive, that they were held captive. Say, Ema Sefer, but then you go weiter and it says, Aniva Chavresi Tahora, if she says that both of them are Tahora, Nemenes Al Chavar Tavein, Nemenes Al We believe her about her friend, but we don't believe her about herself. But if there are no Edom that they were ever held captive, why wouldn't she be, be believed about herself? It's a Pesha Asar. So it must be that that case is a case where there are Edom. So what's going on over here? We keep skipping back and forth between the, the circumstances of the case, whether there are Edom, aren't Edom, are Edom. We go back and forth. So two ways of dealing with it. Amr in. Yeah, we keep going back and forth in the circumstances of the case. Rav Papa, Arma, Rav Papa says, no. Kula di Ika Edim. The whole case is where there were Edim that she was Nishves, that they were Nishves. Vi Ika Ed Echad de Ka'apich. And there's an there's an Eid Echad that uh, that contradicts everything she says. Now the the Edim doesn't mean Edim that are testifying against, just Edim that she was Nishves, that she, they were held in captivity, which they're both admitting to at this point. And there's an Eid Echad that is contradicting everything she says. So Amra Ani Torah. If she says I'm Tamei and my friend is Tahar, Echad Atar Vechavir And the Eid Echad says No, no, you're Tahar, your friend is Tamei. Even though there's Neid Echad saying that she's Tahora, but she was already Shavya Nafshachatichad Yisura by saying that she's Tamea. And her friend is going to be Mutter based on her own testimony, based on her testimony about her friend. Anitar v'chaverti Tamea, the case where she says, I'm Tar, my friend is Tamei. Vamala Eid Echad, the Eid Echad says, No, at Tamea v'chaverticha Tahora, your Tamei and your Chaver is Tahora. She can't be believed to say she's Tahora because there's Neid Echad saying, No, you're Tamea. And the friend is Mutter based on the, the testimony of the aid. The rule that seems to emerge from here is that about the friend, if there's conflicting aid, there's one aid that says she's Tahora, one aid that says she's Tamea, apparently we're believing the aid that says Tahora about the friend because uh, the, the friend is one of the Edim and, the, uh, and, then, and then there's this other random that's contradicting her. Aniva chaverti Tamea, if she says both I and the other girl are Tamea, va'amala eidechad at v'chavirtecha tahora, and the eidechad says, no, you and your friend are both tahora, she herself is still going to be Asura because she was by saying she's Tamea. And the friend is going to be Tahar based on the testimony of that aid. So, what does that teach me that we didn't already know from the previous case that the uh, that, that one aid is good enough to be Matu the friend, and uh, once the woman herself is you have a problem. Says more no mal detema hani travayu tahoros ninu. One might have thought that really they're both tahoros, and uh, even the one that said that I, when she says ani tmeya vechaverti tmeya, we might have thought, and then the neid echad says no, you're both tahoros. We might have thought to believe that neid echad about both of them, and not to apply shavya nafshchatichad yisura. Why did she say originally that I'm tmeya? Not because shavya nafshchatichad yisura, but Thomas nafshi implicitly the kavda. She was trying to bring down her friend, and she knew the only way you're gonna or she thought, the only way you're going to believe her, that her friend is Tamea, is if she throws herself under the bus also, is if she says that I'm Tamea also. So we borrow this expression, Tamus Nafshi Implishtim, which is from Shimshon, that when Shimshon's last heroic act, when he brought down the whole stadium on himself and on all the Plishtim, so it's Tamus Nafshi, let my soul die 
together with the plishtim. So we might have thought that when she said to Mea, it wasn't true. She was just trying to to uh, to, to bring her friend down. Kamashulan therefore tells me no, it is Shavya Nafshati Surah. Aniva Khaverti Tahura, the case where she says, Me and my friend are both Tahura, Varmala Echarat for Khavert Khatmeya, and the Yerachat says, No, you're both Tameya. She, since they are Edim, she can't say that she's Tahora because they are Edim that she was Nishra, she doesn't have a Pesha Asar. Her friend is going to be Mutaras based on her own testimony. But again, we already have every, there's no Chiddush in this line, we already learned it in the first case. So, I might have thought we only are going to believe her about her friend when she admits that she herself is Tamea, that she's willing to possible her. Herself. So we see how how clearly honest she is. But I might have thought not to believe her about her friend when she's saying that she's Torah as well, because it serves her own self-interest to say nothing happened in that captivity. There was nothing going on there. So Kamash that we always believe her about her friend, no matter what she says about herself. Okay, but from tomorrow we'll pick up at the mission.